Optimal Bio podcast. At Optimal Bio, we don't just balance your hormones, we balance your whole body. Our conversations range from nutrition to medicine with an emphasis on wellness tips to support your health journey. If you like what you hear, find us on the web at optimalbio.com and follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. All right. Well, welcome to another edition of Optimal Bio's Wellness Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Lindsay Gilbert. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi. How's everyone doing today? Hopefully good. Hopefully we have a lot of <laughs> listeners listening to this um, when, we, uh, when we end up sending it out. So, uh, hey, I'm glad you're here today and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that you were having me on. I actually met with Aaron and he knows Haley, who's one of our trainers at Burn Boot Camp. Um, it's just how we originally got connected. Um, but I guess I'll give a quick background of myself. My name is Lindsay Gilbert. I am one of the trainers as well as the franchise partner at Burn Boot Camp North Raleigh. So Burn Boot Camp is a franchise. I own that specific location. And we have been open for about six and a half years. And I have been the franchise partner for five of those six and a half. But I started as the head trainer and transferred over into the franchise partner role about a year and a half in. So just from a business perspective, you're training over there and then you become a franchise owner. How did that happen? So it was always a passion of mine to be in the health and wellness industry, played sports my entire life. You know, at one point I wanted to do something with sports medicine and the science side of it. And my career ended up just shifting in towards the yoga world. And then that turned into personal training. I met Devin Klein, who is the founder of Burn Boot Camp. And after meeting with him and getting on the floating floor for the first time, I realized the impact that I was able to make in people's lives and slowly started to get in more of a leadership role. In um, I was at the headquarters location with Burn Boot Camp. And as I came on into that role, I then wanted to further my career into becoming a franchise partner. Partner. So he offered me the head training position in Raleigh. I lived in Charlotte at the time. So I was excited for a new venture. I didn't know anybody in Raleigh and can confidently say at this point, I've met thousands and thousands of people and have been able to impact their lives. But I came on as the head trainer and then, you know, started to venture down the route of becoming a franchise partner and what that looked like and how to get into that role. So I went in with a business partner at the time and we took over um, as franchise partners. It was funny story if you guys want to go down that route, but sure. I um, gave birth the same day that I signed the papers to take over ownership. So it was quite, you know, the load to take on initially, um, but definitely all worth it. Well, the good news is you won't, you won't ever forget uh, how long you've owned something, correct? That is correct. So we just celebrated our five years of ownership, which is the same day that my son turned five. So it always goes hand in hand. So I assume he's a kindergartner this year? He is. He starts on August 29th, which is pretty crazy that, you know, you always hear everybody say it goes so fast and it really does. But fortunately, being in the position that I am, he was able to stay at home with me for about two years. So got to spend a lot of time. You know, he spent a lot of time at the gym. I think it's great, you know, in this day and age for parents to see what their kids are capable of um, being in the gym. You know, I do a lot with education on him. You know, we talk about clean whole foods. Um, he helps me cook recipes and dinners and he's very involved in it. Um, he's a great eater. So I think it's just great to be able to bring it full circle for him to understand and see me in that position, um, you know, leading a team of 14 people, but then also seeing 
me doing things like this. Um, so like I said, he got to stay with me for about two years and then went into a preschool and now he's in kindergarten, which is crazy. Yeah. It's uh, it does go fast. That's for sure. Um, you know, we had four kids and I remember our first one going off to kindergarten and she was crying and she wasn't too happy. And, you know, the other three, you know, went off willingly cause they knew there was somebody already there. And, um, but it just seems like yesterday that they went and now they're graduated out of college working, owning businesses and everything else. So there is some, some truth to that. That's for sure. Um, so now, so you own this franchise and for those that don't know what Burn Bootcamp does, can you kind of describe, you know, what a typical cusher might encounter at Burn Bootcamp? Yeah. So we are a, you know, fitness facility, um, but we help transform, inspire and empower women. That's how it started. We are now um, open to all co-ed camps, but it's still our, you know, core value is to be able to help positively impact women's lives. So it is going to be a high intensity interval training style that you're coming into for the workout. The days vary depending if we're doing a strength day or cardio based day. But most importantly, we are a community that's going to help support you on every step of your journey from the time that you walk in, whether you are doing you know, just a trial with us, or you continue with us as a member for five or even six years that we are there every step of your way. You know, as you probably know, throughout your life, you've been through so many different transitions, highs and lows, and we are there for every single one of them. So we focus a lot on the physical aspect, you know, fitness product is our number one thing. We really work with you on proper exercise forms, um, how to increase load weight, things like that to help you build strength, but most importantly, confidence. But we also work with nutrition, which is a huge passion of mine and a space that I've really enjoyed stepping into since I became uh, or since I became a trainer. Um, I would say when I first started, I just enjoyed the exercise piece of it. I didn't have a lot of knowledge with nutrition. But over the course of time, um, I've been able to step into that role. So another thing that we do at Burn is we have focus meetings where we sit down with our members one-on-one -on -one and we talk to them about what their goal is, whether that is inside the gym, outside of the gym, but we're able to connect with them on a deeper level, You know, really peel back the layers of the onion to see what do they see and envision for their life? Where do they want to be? You know, whether that's a physical goal or is it a mental and emotional goal? So we help work with them on that. We put different, you know, whether it's a plan in place or um, a certain path to help them achieve that goal. Um, we have an incredible community. I always say, you know, if you come in from day one, you're going to get the high fives, the smiles, the encouragement. Which I think is something you know we don't get a lot in this world. So that's one thing that I absolutely love about Burn Boot Camp is no matter which gym you go to, you're going to be greeted with a high five, a smile, and leave feeling better than when you came in. How does the how do you stay I guess current? You know, there's all these exercise trends that are out there, and you know, I remember years ago, um, you know, the boot camp, you know, was outdoors. You know, they had these big giant tractor tires and, you know, people were running around, you know, throwing the tires and they go to another station and do kettlebells and then they'd sprint to another location. And um, I think Orange Theory and some of the other ones, you know, kind of took that concept a little bit and, you know, implemented that. But it was seemed like from people that I know that went to Orange Theory, for example, I'm not picking on them, but every day they were pretty much doing the same type of workout. So naturally over time, what happens? People get hurt, right? And then they stop um and they kill the gym membership off at some point in time, and you've lost that revenue stream for forever in most cases. Um, so 
at burn, you know, how do you stay current? You know, so you're not just a fad. Um, and at the same time, you're, you're doing more for, you know, your customer and hopefully that customer is with you for a long period of time. Yeah. I would say one thing that we pride ourselves in is you're never doing the same workout twice. Um, you're not going to be doing, you know, the same exact leg exercises. We do different variations. We switch it up through rep manipulation. So we might have somebody doing pauses, doing holds. Um, we do focus on, you know, increasing weight, but we, the number one thing is going to be form. If it's not correct form, we won't continue to add on anything else to it. We don't have machines, I think, and this is just my personal opinion with machines, is it puts you in a position. I personally like the free weights because it allows your body to move how it should, where machines are fit for one person. So it's a little bit harder if you're going into an exercise, if you need to kind of adjust your shoulder or drop down in a specific area, it's a little bit harder to do in a machine. Um, you know, same thing with and once again, not knocking orange theory, but just, I know the treadmills and things like that, um, is just feedback that we get a lot. You know, we do some running, but we focus on a mix of everything. So you're not going to have cardio every day. I personally feel it's very important to be able to lift weights, um, and build strength. Um, I think the endurance is also something that needs to kind of come along with cardio, but also muscular endurance as well by increasing your weight load, um, is something you know, we don't do anything, I, I say, like fad-related. I mean, it's simple exercises that I think have been done for, you know, 40, 50, 60 years. We're doing bicep curls, we're doing squats, we're doing push-ups, things that are the basics. But what we add to it is our own personal spin on things. And that's how we design our workouts, which you're not going to get anywhere else. But most importantly, I think what Burn provides above all of that with a fitness product, like I had already said, is the community. You know, when you come in, I have seen it time after time, you know, friendships formed, people getting the support that they don't get outside of the gym, whether it's through their career, through their relationship, through their friends or family members, they find that extra layer of support that they need for accountability to hold them consistent, um, you know, to reaching their goal. So... When you have a new member coming in, uh, is there a common denominator in a lot of them or is it you get, you know, somebody who's really fit already and wants to just do something different compared to somebody who's just starting to exercise the first time? Yeah, we kind of describe, you know, your initial customer. We definitely get a mix. What I see probably nine out of 10 times is going to be somebody who has lost confidence in themselves and they no longer feel like the person that they once were. Whether at this point they have become a mom, they have become married, they're a little bit, you know, just older in age. And when I say that, you know, I'm mid thirties, but they could be as late as in their later twenties, early thirties, just coming in and saying, you know, I'm not who I used to be. And a lot of times I feel most people reference that into their high school years when they maybe played a sport. Um, I think as we get older, we put a lot of other things in front of us. So a lot of times it's our marriage, it's our children, it is our job, our career, those paths that we really strive for, but then we forget about who we are and putting ourselves first. So then everything that, you know, our specific core values as a person gets put on the back burner. So at that point, we lose our identity. And that's probably what I see most of the time is somebody that just feels lost. They need to figure out who they are again. And I don't think it needs to look like who they were when they were 16 or 17. It might be a new version of themselves. So helping them build the confidence as they come in. We definitely get a mix of people that were ex-athletes and played sports. But, you know, at this 
time in their life, they've kind of lost, you know, the exercise routine, the nutrition routine. Um, so they're looking to put themselves first again. So in essence, you're basically rebuilding confidence or you're building confidence in the individual. Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite things I would say is when we see people come in, a lot of times when they're walking in, I see the eyes down, you know, the shoulders kind of rolled forward. They're very intimidated to come in. You know, you had mentioned boot camp with the flipping of tires and things like that. I mean, we don't do that at Burn Boot Camp. Um, and I know that that can get associated a lot of times with that. But when people come in, they don't really know quite what they're getting into when they hear the word boot camp or they see us on social media and they watch the exercises. And, you know, it is fast paced, but one of the great things is it is for all fitness levels. We have had you know, I already mentioned this ex-athletes, but we've also had people that have never worked out in their life and they are deconditioned and they don't have a background of how to move their body. But that's why we hire the best of the best when it comes to trainers to be able to help work with them one-on-one. -on -one. You know, you're always going to be in a group setting and that's going to be for the motivation and accountability. But the trainers are going to come up to you, help you one-on-one, -on -one, fix your form and make sure you are doing things correctly. That way you're not injured. And that ties all back into helping build their confidence. You know, a lot of people, I think, don't know what they're capable of, whether it's mentally or even physically. But when you're on the floating floor and you do something outside of your comfort zone or you do something you didn't think you were able to do, um, when they're walking out of the doors, their head is no longer down with their shoulders rolled forward, that chin is lifted up, and they're walking out of our doors with confidence and feeling proud of themselves. And when you say floating floor, can you describe that? Of course because it's one of the best features that we have. So envision a gymnastics floor, but instead of the springs, you're gonna have foam pads underneath. So it's great for joints. You know, if you're kind of hopping around or moving, you know, think about high knees or jumping jacks. It helps take some of that impact away versus doing it, you know, like some of the boot camps are outside or you're doing them on concrete, which we all know isn't the best longevity on the knees. You know, it can be pretty hard on the body. Um, so we have that as our main floor. So when you're walking in the outside of the floor is going to be a rubber floor, but then a majority of that space inside. So for example, our floor at Burn Boot Camp North Raleigh is a 46 by 48 length floor. So pretty big space, you know, to fit people on. Is that, um, trademarked or something new to that Burn exclusively does or, or do other you know, fitness centers. No, use it, it as is well. trademarked with Burn. And Devin actually got the idea. So when he first started, it was in a parking lot. He went out in Huntersville, North Carolina, and asked for 21 people to come join him for a free 30 days. He just went to grocery stores and asked people to come join. And he was renting out at a gymnastics studio. So that's where his mind kind of got going because when they were not having gymnastics classes, he would train inside with the women and then realized how much better that was. But instead of the springy floor, then you substitute it out for the foam block. So it's kind of like a win-win. People love it. Um, yeah, like I said, yeah, we yeah. have all ages at Burn. We have um, kids that are you know, the youngest that we can have on the floating floor accompanied by a parent is 13. So we do have, you know, 14, 15 year olds that come with their mom or dad. But then we have ages up into their early 70s that are able to attend. And I think it just really helps those people that come in with their joints as they're moving on the floor. So, well, we'll get back to that a little bit later on. So let's go back in time. Where did you grow up and how did you get into the fitness bug? You know, were you always an active kid that, you know, played sports and did stuff or was there a po certain point in time where, you know, you decided you needed to make a I mean, change? I've definitely been through a lot of, you know, 
changes and phases in my life. I am from Hickory, North Carolina, so not too far from Raleigh, about two and a half hours. And I did grow up very active in sports. Um, soccer and basketball were my two, you know, number one priorities and played basketball, um, God, probably, I mean, from a younger age, but with a travel team from nine years up until I was 18. Um, same thing with soccer, was pretty heavily into that. And as I got a little bit older and when my parents went through a divorce, I actually went just kind of off track and went down a path that didn't align with what I had been doing for so long. I kind of lost who I was as a person, um, you know, didn't feel my best for several years, but I will never forget the day that I stepped on the scale and, you know, I had kind of gone back and forth of like, okay, you, you don't look that bad, you know, you eat semi-healthy and one day I got on the scale and just looked at myself and was like, okay, no more. We can't do this. And so from that point forward, I just started to put, you know, my health first. And, you know, what I want to encourage anybody that's listening is it takes time. You know, I've been doing this for 35, 12, 12 years consistently. And every day it's having to put in the work. It's having to put in the effort. Um you know, I got my degree in marketing. I originally wanted to do something, like I said, with sports medicine and science, but once again, didn't have the best grades, if I have to be honest. And as I was getting into that um, with the program and the college that I went to, which was the University of North Carolina in Charlotte, is they took 20 people into that program out of hundreds that have, uh, out of hundreds that apply. And since I didn't get in, I decided to shift into the marketing and business because I figured, well, there's a lot to do in that space. And I really also love planning events and helping people in that way. So I thought maybe I'd want to be an event coordinator. I worked with a couple of different companies, a nonprofit. Um, it was Charlotte Sports Commission. Worked with them for a little bit. Um, I started as an intern and did that. Then I started doing special event coordinator. But with all of those, I still never felt completely fulfilled. And one day I decided that I was going to get my yoga certification. And I did a 30-day intensive yoga program. And that's probably when it really shifted. Um, I started teaching yoga classes. And somebody said to me one day, you know, Lindsay, what you said to me today, it really impacted and helped me to get through what I'm currently going through. And that's honestly when the light switch hit. And I said, you know what, I could make a much larger impact than just one person or teaching at one yoga studio. So from there, I branched out. I started doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one training, a uh, couple group, you know, things at, um, what is the name of it? Oh, Charlotte Athletic Club. You know, I would do like some small little classes there. Then I met uh, Devin Klein, so the founder of Burn. And there was just something different, you know, it was the community. And I know I keep going back to that, but I just want to highlight how important that is that the first time I stepped on the floating floor and saw the high fives and saw the relationships being built and that it was all about women, it just really resonated with me. So I continued to stay within that space and branch out into that career space. Um, for a while I was working, it felt like 15 jobs, but finally got it narrowed down to one. And I mean, I just love it. It's, you know, pro probably all that I imagine and more. I mean, I've been able to positively impact thousands upon thousands of people in this space. Um, and, you know, whenever you have that person that pulls you off to the side, 
that is in tears and thanking you for what you've done, you know, that's when you know you're on the right path with what you're doing. It's kind of amazing how the mind works, you know, in both positive and negative. So, you know, some people, you know, are going through life and they stop working out, start eating a little bit differently, start gaining weight, you know, and the, their logic potentially could be, you know, man, there's making these pants a little bit smaller than they used to, or, um, you know, man, my, my, my shoes are tighter or whatever it is, but in reality, they're just gaining weight, but they don't see it. And the flip side, you have these wonderful, spectacular people with all the potential in the world and they look in the mirror at night and they just don't see any confidence. They just focus on the, you know, the, the, the failures potentially they had in life and whatever. So it's, it's, the mind's very powerful. So how do you then go about, you know, as a trainer, you know, not only molding the physical part, but also the mental part, you know, how do you, you know, break down, you know, that individual in a good way and potentially in a, not necessarily a bad way per se, but where their, their version of reality is potentially, they think they're healthy, but in reality, they're not healthy. Um, so in one way you have to build their confidence up, but in another way you got to break it down. So how do, well, you, I how think, do you do that? You know, one space that I always start with is understanding that everybody's different. I think there's so much comparison in this world today, whether it's on social media or with your girlfriends at dinner, you're just kind of looking around and thinking that somebody always looks better than you. And while that may be the case, I think internally, like inside, we all have qualities that make us who we are. And a lot of times when we reflect and we look in the mirror, we're seeing something physical versus all of the other traits that we're given. So one space that I really start with people, and I'll get on food in a minute, and that's probably a space that I could stay on for a while. But one space that I want people to really focus on is when you're looking in the mirror, instead of just looking at physical, what are some traits that make you who you are as a person? You know, writing down, are you compassionate? Are you giving... Um, what is it about you that makes you who you are? Whether you can only write down one thing or 20 things, we all have something that makes us who we are that I think is a great trait and personality. A lot of times we just surround ourselves with the negativity and the comparison. So I think you have to look at it from that perspective. But I also think food is probably the biggest impact with everything. Um, when we're talking about poor nutrition choices, you know, lack of sleep. I mean, in our society today, it is go, 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 go. You know, I live that life, you know, I'm pretty busy, but areas that I focus on and make a priority is sleep, you know, silencing my phone at a specific time, going to bed, waking up the next morning, um, making sure that I'm always eating as much as possible, clean whole foods, things that help align with me because I know when I eat like crap, I feel like crap. And then everything that comes out of me is also just kind of crap, like the way that I feel, the irritability towards people. So I think we really have to start, you know, from the ground up. A lot of times when I'm talking with people, I like to visualize it as you're building a house. So you have the foundation. You never just start with the entire house. You have to start with grading the land first, getting it completely even then you have to start by putting, you know, concrete down and then the pipes. And so you really have to build it and it's a slow process. So when you're looking at your life and starting on your fitness journey, where is one area that you can start? And a lot of times I think it takes just a couple small changes to build up somebody's confidence a little bit as they start to see the changes, when they take that self-reflection in the mirror and look at themselves, they maybe are able to pull out some more positive traits versus focusing on, you know, the flab on my arms, this on my hip. I mean, 
I also think as we are human beings, we're always going to pick out the negative. But I think if we can fill our bodies as much as possible with clean whole foods, get adequate sleep, reduce our stress levels and exercise, that overall we'd walk around much healthier as a society. So I think there's a lot of steps that go into it, but I do think nutrition is probably the biggest thing. Um, sometimes with people, it is having those hard conversations. You know, they I don't think anybody likes to be told that they're doing it wrong or that they need to do a little bit better. You know, I think when we get feedback like that, it's almost eye-opening for somebody to say it to you, but sometimes it's what somebody needs. Um, just a little bit of a gentle nudge and push to say, hey, you know what? You can do this. When we set goals, goals are not meant to be set and achieved easily. It takes consistency. It takes accountability. It takes discipline. Like you have to put in the work to get where you want to be. And I think that's the line that's so hard for people to get to. It. We all want it to be easy. We want you know, to wake up and fit back in that size, you know, four pants or six pants, whatever size it is that you feel comfortable in. Um, and we want it in a week or two or a month or two, but it takes years and years and years of building that consistent plan that works for your specific lifestyle. You know, everybody's different. So I don't think there is a one size fits all or a one way fits all when it comes to health and wellness. Um, I think you have to find what works for you. No, I agree. And I think that's the same philosophy we have at Optimal Bio as well, um, where individually, you know, you're consulted with and based on your labs and based on what you're trying to do, um, you know, we could tailor a program uh, for you as well. But, you know, we're obviously moving away, I think, even in medicine to some extent, uh, although we could sit here all day long and talk about that as well, um, where, you know, not one size fits all, you know, anymore. Um it seems though that you might, in my world at least, would have a somewhat of a difficult job, um, you know, trying to, you know, work with the good news is they're coming in, they know they want some help. So you got a customer that's coming in and, and, and they're probably willing to listen. But um, because I think everybody out there, uh, if you talk to them at length, will say that, you know, social media, you know, isn't real, you know, you, everybody manipulates their pictures. Everybody looks like they're have this perfect life and re in reality they don't. And then when you see them in person, they don't look anything like they did in the picture. Right. But that doesn't seem to, you know, become a true belief of that individual who might be, you know, comparing themselves to others and, or, you know, suffering, you know, uh, with a, with confidence. Um, so you ha almost have this other enemy that's out there right now that you have to combat in addition to just someone's general mindset. Um, do you tackle that at all? Do you, do you tell them to, when you're, they're focusing on their nutrition, they're focusing on their exercise to, you know, throw away their phone? Um, like yeah, you, I mean, I definitely that? say it's you versus you, whether you're on the floating floor working out, whether you're out having lunch with friends, it is always about the choices that you make. And at the end of the day, it's up to you. Um, you know, if you're exercising at burn, you're going to look around and you're going to see some really fit people. You know, they're lifting 45 pounds and you have other people that are lifting tens. It doesn't make one person better than the other. It's what that person is able to do at that time. It doesn't mean that they can't progress or they won't progress. It just takes time to do that. You know, as far as social media, I think it's a thing. It's the way our world is now. I don't think there's any changing it. You know, it's we're going to hop on if you're promoting a business, you know, you're on there. If you're keeping the contact with friends, um, 
I really try to encourage my members to watch their screen time overall. And I focus honestly a lot at night, having them not with that continuous scroll, you know, you could go on about like blue lights and all that. But I think just we go down a page from like, you know, 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. of scrolling mindlessly. I think there's so much better time to be used, whether it's spent with family and or and or reading a book, you know, doing other things that are going to help benefit you. Um, maybe it's prepping food for the next day. Maybe it's, you know, doing some exercises at night because you didn't get to the gym that day. Um, you know, I think it just is about really taking the time um, and holding yourself accountable. But at the end of the day, you know, you can compare yourself all day long, but if you were to look in that person's life, you don't ever know what they're going through. You know, they may look a certain way. And I've seen this time after time at burn is I have members come to me and say, well, I want to, you know, look like her, but I also know her story. And trust me, you wouldn't want to be in that situation just because she looks really good doesn't mean that everything she's going through or has gone through to get where she is, is the path that you'd want to be on because there's a lot when it comes to health and wellness. You know, I know that we're talking about burn boot camp and exercise and nutrition, but you can go down the path of, you know, what their work life balance is, what their relationship status is, you know, their happiness within their family, but most importantly with themselves. I mean, I think there's so much that goes into it. So if you can focus at the end of the day on bettering yourself in multiple ways, you will build the confidence. You know, you won't be in that comparison game as much. I think it's honestly probably hard to get out of it. We're always looking at somebody else. But I think if you continue to do the work and put in the work and you build up your confidence, you know, at the end of the day, you will be better off. Um, but I also tell people, you also have people looking at you thinking the same thing that you're thinking about somebody else. Time after time, I have the person that's telling me they want to look like so-and-so, somebody else is telling me they want to look like her. So I think it's probably always a cycle that we'll go through, unfortunately, but... Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's why you're in business, right? <laughs> if everything was perfect, there'd be no need for anything. Um, I do like that, that statement you made earlier, though, that you know, you're fighting against yourself. Um, I think a lot of people out there, you know, We'll look across the room or they'll look at their friend that's travels everywhere and, you know, they're climbing rocks and doing crazy stuff. And, you know, they're, they're fighting against them when in reality, they should really just be fighting against themselves and making themselves better. Um, when Devin first started, was it focused towards women at that point in time or did he pivot? He at pivoted. Some point it in time? started with women only. And it was that way. You know, if I stated a year, he'd probably listen to this podcast and be like, no, Lens, it wasn't that. But I remember specifically starting a men's camp when we were in headquarters. So it was maybe 2016 would be like a good time frame. So um, they've been around for a little over 10 years. They hit 10 years this year. So maybe about four years in, I actually started a men's camp. So it was a lot of, you know, the husbands of the wives that came in the morning, they came at night. And then it's slowly evolved over the years where we've added in co-ed camps. Then um, it was certain camp times that could only be co-ed. So, you know, your 5.30, 6.30 times or your one time on Saturday. And then it has evolved now to where all of our camps are co-ed. You know, we're trying to be as inclusive as possible we have a lot of members that their significant other is coming and that's that layer of support that they need. 
And at the same time, we also have a lot of family members that come. So their mom might be bringing their son and she can only come at 5 a.m. and come with him then. So we've opened it up to all camp times. And, you know, there's probably some nerves with members. Is it going to shift the culture? Is it going to change anything? But I would say it's just the same, if not stronger. You have, you know, it's a very diverse group that we have. Um, our specific location at Burn Boot Camp North Raleigh is still a majority of women. Um, the men that do come are somebody significant other, but they're extremely supportive. They honestly will go to the bottom of the hill and run up a sprint with the other five women that are down there. I mean, it doesn't seem odd or different or kind of lose that special feel that Burn was started on. Is the nutrition program part of the overall membership or is that something the customer has to pay extra for? So it's included, which I think you don't get at most places. So when you sign up, you know, to either do a trial or a membership, you're going to get that included. So it's unlimited. You could meet once a week if you needed to. But it is 15 minutes that you get to sit down with your trainer and talk to them about what your specific goals are. So it could be nutrition based. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, I think that's what most people need help with. And I think nutrition is honestly a big pathway a lot of times for people to reach their goals, whether it's inside the gym or outside of the gym. But those times are also open if you want to work on how to do a push up. So it's that 15 minutes that you get, you know, alone with the trainer to be able to focus on bettering yourself. And then from a nutrition standpoint, um, what's, what's a typical, you know, kind of program most people go on? So since we're not nutritionists or dietitians, we don't hand out a specific meal plan and say, this is what you're going to follow. We definitely stay within our guidelines. But what we talk about most is clean whole foods. I already said this earlier, but everybody's completely different. So the things that I focus on, and you know, I'm also a certified health coach as well. I have a health coaching business on the side um, that's called Keto Wellness. So I lead women's retreats and do group sessions and one-on-one -on -one trainings or one-on-one -on -one, um, clients. But is getting as close to the source as possible when it comes to food removing inflammatory foods, things like grains, gluten, dairy, alcohol, sugar, things that really throw off, you know, the gut microbiome. Um, we're going to be talking about getting in lean proteins. You know, since we are fitness-based, we want to make sure that people are getting in enough protein to be able to build muscle. That's why they're there. They all want to get stronger. They want to look a little bit leaner. So we do focus on protein intake. Um, we focus on healthy, clean carbs and you know, burn is not against grains by any means. I think you have to know for yourself what works for you. But we will focus on, you know, whether it's oats, Ezekiel bread, brown rice, things like that, that would help align um, with more of the clean whole foods, sweet potatoes, beans, all of those things for your carbohydrates. And then just good healthy fats, avocados, really good oils, coconut oil, avocado oil, um, trying to focus on eliminating as much dairy as possible. Uh, we really look a lot into sugars. You know, it's interesting sitting down with people that I think the food industry does almost too good of a job at labeling things to make it seem as if it's healthy when you're looking at the front of a package and it says like, oh, it's gluten-free on the front or, you know, no sugar added. And then you turn over and look at the back and it's all of these things that you can't really read or things that are not healthy in order to make the product you know, so, I mean, that's one thing that we really focus on is education. You know, if I could give you all day long a meal plan to go follow, you would go do it. 
but you wouldn't learn anything. It goes back to that foundation of, I'm trying to build your house from the ground up. So if I give you the meal plan, we're already halfway through building the house, but you haven't learned why I'm providing all of these things for you. You haven't learned what works specifically for you. You know, my biggest thing and number one goal is to be able to transform and impact as many lives as possible. But I don't want to do it just for another year or two. I want these people to be able to do this for the next 10 years, 20 years and 30 years when they're no longer at burn and they've moved on, you know, to something else. I want to be able to leave a lasting impact when it comes to the education piece. How do you balance the um, the keto or the diet in general um, with just the, the human being's desire to enjoy, you know, certain food and or drink. Um, cause we kind of battle that a little bit, you know, in, in our practice as well, cause we're not really a, uh, a nutritionist. Um, we don't have really nutrition practice either, but you know, when somebody's coming in for bioidentical hormone treatment, um, you know, they, we want to make sure that they understand that that's just not the magic bullet that's suddenly going to make them physically fit. And, you know, they're, uh, chemistries are going to be better and, and so on and so forth. I mean, they have to, they have to do everything. They have to exercise, they have to eat better and, and what have you. And, um, I found, we found at least that a lot of the, uh, nutrition plans sometimes can be almost too restrictive, which ultimately means that, you know, the average human is not going to stay on them for a period of time. It's kind of like the whole Nutrisystem diet in the past where, you know, everything was pre prepackaged. You ate it, you know, you dropped 30 pounds and the second you went off it, um, you know, you gain most of your weight back. Uh, so how do you, uh, I guess, implement or allow for, you know, some fun, so to speak, uh, when it comes to eating? So I think slower is better. I think we have to learn, you know, we're always going to face holidays and birthdays and events and, you know, travel and vacation and all of those things. It's never going to go away and it shouldn't go away. If anybody, you know, knows me, they know that I live to eat. I don't eat to live. I love food. I love good food, but I've learned to adopt what works for my lifestyle. And that's changed over 10 years. You know, 10 years ago, I wasn't married. I didn't have any kids. And now I'm running two businesses with two children and a husband. I mean, I still have to find what works for me and align with that before I could eat the plain chicken and steamed broccoli and prep it for an entire week and, you know, microwave it with some mustard. And, you know, now I have to cook for a family and they all have to like it. So I think um, kind of going back to looking and seeing what they are doing, what are their habits and patterns? So a lot of times we'll have them log food. So whether that's in an app, you know, my fitness pal is a very popular one, or maybe they just write their food down on a paper journal, but it allows me to see inside of their life. You know, are you eating a bagel and cream cheese for breakfast every day? Um, are you going to bed every night with a bowl of ice cream on your stomach? Cause you eat it at nine 30 and you go to bed at 10, you know, what is your routine and habits? Where are these stemming from? You know, are you stress eating? Are you under eating? Are you overeating? Um, are you just super busy and you have no time to prep? How can we make the time? Do we need to incorporate time management? So my, you know, favorite way to go about it is to really look into their entire life and see what they're doing. And then from there, make some swap outs that challenge them, but not ones that are so difficult where they're going to give up because it's not something that they can do right away. I think, you know, it goes back to when we set goals. We don't need to set goals that are attainable in a very short period of time. You know, goals are set for a reason. It takes the discipline. It takes the consistency. Um, 
but I think we can make some easy swap outs. And once they learn to not do the ice cream every night and they then make their own banana ice cream or, you know, burn boot camp, we have our own um, clean protein powder. So if you're making a smoothie at night, something that is just a little bit better. And when you learn to implement that and that becomes your new routine, then we move on to something else. And then we'll add in another layer. So it's almost like continuing. If you go back to the house analogy, which is why I love it so much, is now we've started to build up the bricks to your house. You've started to Mm -hmm. learn what works for you. You can get into the inside and decorate it later. But right now we're still on the outside building that infrastructure that's going to help support you now and in five years and in 15 years. So it's that everlasting foundation if it's done correctly. Like you said, if you hop into something and just do it because somebody told you to or wrote out the plan, you'll probably see some results. I tell people all the time, I could write you a plan and you would lose the weight. But at the end, you're not going to learn anything. You're going to go back to your other habits because you've done those for 30 years and you've done this for 30 days. Of course, we're going to go back to what we're accustomed to and used to. Those foods are designed to make us feel good and to be addictive. But if I can break that habit and get you to incorporate foods that really do make you feel good long-term, not just within 20 to 30 minutes of eating because your blood sugar has spiked and you feel good in that moment. If I can help build that foundation and get you to understand how to cook for you, your family, incorporate recipes that you guys like, then it's something you will be able to do forever. Yeah, I think too that combating the liquid sugars, you know, the the quote-unquote energy drinks that are supposed to be healthy for you, there's a lot of, a lot of ca- empty calories, I call them, um, and, and a lot of these drinks. Um, do you find that it's easier for somebody to wean themselves off that um, as opposed to food, changing their food habits? Or is it that much as difficult in that area as well? Yeah, you know, I think everybody's different. I meet with some people that are just, Lindsay, I'm all in or I'm all out. Like, you know, the balance is harder for them to do. Like, okay, so I can have one soda on Sunday and that's my balance, but I can't have it any other days. You know, some people just need that all in or all out. Um, It's hard to say like which one's harder or which one's easier because I think everybody is different. You know, one way that I've gone about it is if you're drinking one soda per day, can you cut it to every other day and just slowly start to wean yourself off of it? You know, if I probably drink a soda now, the taste of it, I would not enjoy. My husband actually has... um, Zevia, that's how you say it, like the stevia soda, because mm-hmm. he's tried to wean himself off of it. I mean, I taste that and I think it's horrible. I mean, the sugar content in that, even though it's, you know, a healthy sugar, um, a plant-based sugar, we'll say, still the amount of sweetness that is in that is just too much. But I have learned to be able to make changes and, you know, to where I don't crave sugar like I used to. Um I think it's more about the addiction that we kind of have, whether it's with a soda or whether it's with ice cream. I think they're all, all too addictive. So you with two kids, I mean, what are you telling moms out there in reference to their kids and their diets and what have you? It's, you know, when you got a family like yours, that's on the go, um, two kids, husband, two businesses, um, it's pretty easy to go just throw that box of Cheerios down the table and throw the milk in the bowl and let them go to town. So how do you, what do you tell them? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to change habits for anybody, but most importantly, if a mom comes in and she's starting on her fitness journey and her kids are seven and nine and they've been eating, you know, Kraft Mac and cheese and, you know, Lucky Charms and a lot of processed foods for those kids to switch what they've done for six or seven years is going to be really hard. So I have them focus on themselves first 
And as you know, our kids look up to us, I see my kids every day. I mean, I catch them doing like, I've, you know, my other one is 21 months. Um, I watch her do like squats and push ups, and she likes to hang on the pull up bar. I mean, she's already mimicking things I'm doing just because she's in the gym with me every single day. So I think if our kids see us and we go about it from a healthy way, I think when we do the food weighing and the, you know, deprivation, almost like dieting of like, oh, mommy can't have this, mommy can't have that. I don't think it sets them up for a good image. And down the road, it could possibly lead them to have some kind of, you know, issue when it comes to food. So I think if we can go about it from a more balanced way, so start with yourself first, start eating some healthier things. Hopefully they ask a question as to what is that or get them to try a bite. You know, I say it's been easier for me because it's what I've implemented ever since my children were born was clean whole foods. Not to say that they don't have sugar. You know, my son loves Cheerios. We have them in our cabinet right now. Um, It is harder probably for me to find that balance because I know what's in them. But I do make it a priority that they are getting in, you know, clean foods as much as possible. Every dinner you know, nine out of 10 times that I'm putting on the table is going to be a dairy-free, grain-free. And it's just what they're used to at this point. You know, they don't know different. I remember the first time my son had like, I say a real piece of white bread. He didn't even know what it was. And I think he was maybe like four, three or four. Um, he didn't like the texture of it because he wasn't used to the extremely soft, you know, enriched white bread that's been stripped of nutrients and added with fillers. So... I think it's a little bit easier if you start off from the time that they're born, adding it all in. I think it's a little bit harder to make the change. But if you slowly start to make the change and incorporate it um, and really educate them, and if they see you happier and feel better, and you can find some recipes that everybody likes, and you start to add that in, you know, two meals a week, or maybe start with one meal a week, and then they slowly start to enjoy it. Hopefully as a family with time, everybody will be on the same page and you guys can do it together. You know, I think there's so much emotion when it comes to food. If you look at, you know, the European culture, I mean, they spend hours eating and laughing and talking. And I think that's how our dinner should be. I don't think we should have, you know, a meal for mom, a meal for dad, two different meals for kids. And it's all so separate. And we just spent three hours in the kitchen. I think if we can eliminate the time, try to get one meal on the table and then spend more time and conversation and talking to everybody, that that's where the important piece is. If you look at a pie chart of your you know, health and wellness, I mean, happiness with your family is going to be funneled into all of that. No, there's no doubt about that. I think too, the, you know, from a leadership standpoint, uh, the, the more you do as opposed to the more you say, you know, has a greater impact on people. And you know, kids do look at their parents, you know, they, the kids see more stuff about the parents than they probably see themselves. And, uh, um, so if you're setting that example from the get go, then it becomes that much easier down the road. Um, what do you see the business going down the road? You know, For me, certain trends out there you're seeing and, you know, like, where do you see it going? Yeah. I mean, I would say as a whole, I mean, as a burn franchise, we've just seen great success over the course of 10 years. You know, we've had great sustainable growth, you know, through a pandemic, we came out. I wish I had like the exact report, but I think we were still like one of the number one gyms um, where we weren't closing left and right, you know, but I think that all ties back to the community that we have. I, you know, it was a big shift that I think everybody had to make and there was so much uncertainty But the support of the community that had our backs that entire time is why we're still here today. 
we didn't have that support and people really understanding and knowing what burn does for them. Um, it'd been a much harder path to really go down. Um, you know, I think we'll just continue to grow, continue to educate, continue to change lives. I mean, me personally, my number one thing is to, I mean, I want to continue to grow with the franchise, but as much as I can connect with people, I think there's been such a loss of connection over the past, you know, three, four and five years that if I can connect with them one-on-one and get them to connect with other people, that that leaves an impact for me. You know, if I were to die tomorrow, I know that I died doing what I absolutely love and that I've made the impact that's needed. So I think just continue to transform and empower people, you know, with the health coaching wellness. I see a lot of space for that and growth. I love leading the retreats. I do them. It's about 15 to 20 women that get together and, you know, we'll talk about learning their core values and what their purpose is in life. And it's a deep dive into themselves. Um, you know, there's a private chef that comes. I mean, so much wellness and balance there. We're doing yoga and meditation. Um, you know, I just think there's so much space and need for health and wellness. So be interested to see where everything goes in another three to five years. Well, I think too that, you know, I think one thing we've learned about the pandemic is that, you know, human beings are social and they need to be part of a community. And, you know, I know I've been working out at the YMCA since, you know, I moved here, which was 30 years ago. And, you know, there's probably a core four or five of us that, you know, show up, you know, at least three days a week to lift and then a couple of us to run. Um, but, you know, if you're by yourself, then it's a little bit harder, you know, to get up when that alarm goes off at 5.15 in the morning, right? But if you know you're, the other people are counting on you to show up, you know, then you're going to get up. And um, and obviously you build relationships, uh, you know, especially I have, you know, long-term with, with some of those those people. Uh, so that burn, you know, with that community atmosphere, I think that, you know, that's, I mean, that's 50% of the battle right there. Absolutely. So um, we're kind of getting close to, to the end, and uh, I'm sure Aaron told you this, we always, you know, ask for takeaways from our guests. And he probably told you three, but I'm good with five or six. You know, if you have a hundred, we'll go with a hundred. Um, but uh, you know, what do you what do you takeaways in life? What do you want to try to you know communicate out to the to our listeners out there? I mean, I think you know whatever it is that you want in life, you can achieve it but you have to be surrounded with the people that are going to help support you to get there. If you don't have, you know, the support, the accountability, people that are in your corner to help get you there, you're never going to get there. It could be as simple as a trainer, a friend, your significant other, but if you don't have that support, reaching that goal is going to be 10 times harder. I think at the end of the day, it's how bad do you want it? When we set that goal, and we have that vision as to where we see ourselves. I mean, it's one thing that I'll ask people when I sit down with them is, where do you want to be? Like, where do you see yourself? Whether it's in a week from now or a year from now, like, what is it that you want out of life? What is your purpose? Where do you see yourself? Because I personally believe you can get there. I think it takes a lot of work, but I think you can get there. So having them take a deep dive into themselves and knowing what it is because life is short. You're never promised tomorrow. But I think if we can live each day to the fullest and if we can fulfill the purpose that we were given, I think we all 
we're given a different purpose on this life or in your life. You know, we're all given a different purpose. And if you don't live out your purpose, that's one less purpose fulfilled in this world. And I think sometimes people don't know what their purpose is. I think you have to really dive deep into yourself to really understand that. But once you know what that is and you can attach that with a goal and then start to implement a consistent lifestyle that works for you and feel balanced, you know, I think overall you're going to live a much healthier and happier life throughout the entire, you know, time that you are here. So focusing on the exercise, the nutrition piece of it, surrounding yourself with people that always have your back no matter what. Great advice. Well, thank you for your time today. And for those out there listening, uh, check out Burn Bootcamp in Raleigh. Say hi to Lindsay. Um, are you on Instagram? Can they follow you? You know, are you? Of course we're on Instagram. You know, trying to stay <laughs> off that stuff. <laughs> um, so yes, it's at Burn Bootcamp North Raleigh, which is where you can follow us. You'll see we have an amazing social media coordinator that puts together all of our videos. We have a great team. Um, so you'll be able to see the trainers get an inside view um, from our videos, but even on our stories where you can see what it looks like to be at Burn. Um, we do also have a special starting on August 15th, which is four weeks for $99. So it's a great way to get started. You can come in, check it out, meet the amazing community that we have, you know, see what our trainers are all about and see that, you know, one thing we call it at Burn is the blue carpet experience. From the time you step out of your car to the time you get back in, you are going to get the best experience and an experience that you're not going to get anywhere else at any other gyms you go to. So definitely check us out. I'm sure they will. It's been great speaking with you today and good luck with the business and more importantly, uh, good luck with your life. Thank you. You as well. This has been a production of Optimal Bio. Optimal Bio is CEO Tyler Brannon, podcast host and partner Jim Baker, medical director Greg Brannon, production assistance by Core Media, Beth Grabencourt, administrator, Kevin Duthu, executive producer. The podcast can be found on our website, optimalbio.com, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our theme song is Sunwave by Paradiso, provided by Epidemic Sound. Epidemic Sound.